Welcome to the Friday Fraudster Podcast with Kelly Paxton, Pink Collar Crime Expert, Joe Irvin, your person for all things ethics, and Robert Barry, the guy who helps you ask better questions. Join them as they discuss sad, funny, and sometimes disturbing fraud stories. Be sure to catch past episodes on your favorite podcasting platform or go to www.fridayfraudster.com and grab some CPE while you're there. Hey. Hey. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode number 96. Don't look past the past. (laughs) So how's everybody doing today? I'm so glad it's Friday. <laughs> so let's light up some lights today, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I am so tired. I just got in this morning from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. And then last week I was in Detroit, Michigan. So <sighs> I saw your uh, snack post. From the was that the Michigan Society of CPAs? I love when I love when people give you snacks or just surprises in the hotel room. That's like my favorite. I'm gonna do that for the fraud retreat this year. <laughs> Ooh, you know what? So so here's okay. Now I almost got myself in trouble. You guys know sometimes I can be just a little snarky, right? No. So I changed the title of that post. I think I said something like snacks are important or something like that. The original title was going to be, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to get myself in trouble. I'm going to get canceled. God. The original title of that post was going to be snacks lives matter. (laughs) Oh, Robert. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) Only you. Only you. (laughs) so so okay okay so (laughs) i'm really glad you can entertain yourself yeah you know somebody has to and i you know so wait a minute so let me ask you guys a question you guys you guys ever bought a new car yeah bought a new car rarely but yeah (laughs) Barely. But before you bought the new car, did you did you did you check the Carfax? Well, that wouldn't be a new car. That'd be a used car. Yeah, used car. You gotta be. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you. I mean, new to you. <laughs> I bought a used car. I've actually bought a car at CarMax. <laughs> oh, I like CarMax. I like CarMax. Yeah, yeah. So, have you ever checked the Carfax though? Yep. You did. It's important to check the Carfax, right? Yeah, they make yeah. it easy. You got to know what you're buying. <laughs> right? Right? Is that your that point? That seems important. Yeah. <laughs> Trust but verify? Yeah, on my computer. Trust but verify. <laughs> Trust but verify. I want to know if anybody in the audience has ever checked the Carfax. Are the Carfax what? important? I think they're important. Okay, this is funny. I'm... um. My friend is buying a car right now, mm-hmm. and I don't know if she's checked the f- Carfax. You better tell her to check the Carfax. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is, sorry, a little bit of a digress. 
my friend, Mike Spencer, out in California, just posted a picture of a pink Tesla. <laughs> I literally, if I were there, I would have pulled the car over and said, can I get in it? Except I hate Elon Musk. So Yeah, it's like that would just, I don't know, it's kind of funny just because of that. Because your two truths and a lie is Kelly drives a Tesla was one of them. How about Kelly drives a pink Tesla? Mm. Ooh. The pink collar crime lady drives a pink Tesla. <laughs> Auto check is the cheaper version. Mm, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, Auto check, either. huh? We learn from everyone here. We do. Now, Benita said she thought it was mandatory. And then Leslie said that they do check the Carfax. Here's what I'm wondering, though. So. So do we have something similar for criminals? Do we have like a fraud fax? <laughs> the state of Utah actually has a very good database, but only for the state of Utah for uh, white collar crime. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I think there should be a fraud fax. I, th I think you got to know what you're dealing with, right? Oh, God, I'm going to get that domain name. Just kidding. <laughs> it would be... Hey. It would be people facts if we're doing car facts. <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah. Okay. That, that's that's a fair point. You know, and I, oftentimes I wonder why. You know, we talk about this a lot. Why do people steal, and what goes through their mind when they do steal? And I'm guessing, you know, at some point you know, they get to a point where they feel helpless and then they just feel like they're fenced in and they just have to kind of. Okay, this is interesting because I just got off a podcast with Dr. Jay Albanese and it'll drop in a couple of weeks. But Joe, you're going to like this. He has an okay. ethics book. There is no such thing as a small ethical decision. Ooh. It's like kind of similar but different to there's no materiality in ethics that's my favorite because yeah. it every little thing matters so yeah agreed yeah and he talks about gender on my podcast which is interesting because you know i get canceled all the time <laughs> why do you, you get canceled <laughs> because people are like you're picking on women I'm like, I'm not. Read down the page a little more. Right. It's not about gender. It's about position. Yes, it is. Oh, and I'm back on the road this week. You've trained Rob well, Kelly. I have. <laughs> See, I didn't even have to check my notes. I have it memorized. It's not about gender. It's about position. Mm -hmm. There yeah. you go. So today, today, our person worked for a company called Superior Fence. <clears throat> she was responsible for handling payments to customers for bills, bank deposits, reconciling the books and doing the, 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 the tax returns. And uh, <clears throat> she was there for about four months and she thought of a way to help them streamline their operations. And it was really smart because she was going to help them save a whole lot of time. So she ended up suggesting that they open up this account with a company called Milio. 
to actually do payments to vendors. And it was supposed to really help them because it was a new fintech company that helped streamline the payment processing. And so she, all she was doing was trying to help out her em employer. And, um, and while she was trying to help out her employer, she helped herself to some money too. Um, <laughs> she helped herself to approximately $379,997.99. I love how exact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 who's counting? And it only took her nine months to take that amount of money. Now, here's here's what they're alleging that she did. Let me see if I can get to this. Here's what they're alleging that she did. She told her employers that Milio was necessary because some of their vendors were no longer accepting credit card payments. And so they needed to set that up. So she set up a Milio account using her company email address, but then falsely represented to superior fences, accountants that. Uh, let me let me restate that. So then she secretly and without notice established multiple personal ACH accounts. And instead of the vendor accounts, she said that she would create. And so she made payments to her fake ACH accounts instead of to the vendors. So the vendors weren't getting paid, but then she was. Then she pretended to pay the vendor invoices in QuickBooks through the Melio accounts, but the money went into her accounts. So in QuickBooks, it looked like the vendors were being paid, but in actuality, it was going to the ACH accounts that she set up. And to cover up her tracks, either over the phone or manually, she paid those same vendor invoices using the superior fence credit or debit cards. So essentially the money was going out twice. It was going out to the ACH accounts that she set up and then she was paying the vendors with the credit cards that she had just told her company that the same vendors no longer accepted credit cards. And it only took her nine months to steal $379,000, allegedly. Um, Kelly, can we just take a side jaunt to Francine McKenna's, one of her latest... Uh, like what, what do you call it? Her subscription or her newsletter uh, yep. was, all, was all about cryptocurrencies using QuickBooks and some that even use Quicken. Did you oh, see that? I, I missed that. Okay. Had a very busy week. You have to, I'll forward it to you so you can see it. But uh, I just, when you said QuickBooks, that's where my mind went because it's, you know, not just small businesses apparently that are using QuickBooks. It's big crypto companies. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, QuickBooks is the premier accounting software. It's better than PeopleSoft, better than, uh, yeah. couldn't oh, even say it with a straight face. Are we going to get all canceled? We might get canceled today. Yeah. I mean, I, I love QuickBooks. It's perfect for my business. Like, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no. Now, Betty says, oh boy, it seems like there was no segregation of duties. Um, there was no segregation of duties, but I, I'm guessing too that her employer, the fence company, I don't think they checked the Carfax. Um, yeah, they must not have given her people facts report that the article stated. Yeah, so give now us a, give us a rundown, Rob, of the people facts, <laughs> you, you know. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm trying to find it because there's just so much to it. Okay. 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 So first, 
they gave her the keys to the kingdom and they didn't trust but verify. Uh, apparently, she had a long criminal history. So one of the first things was in 2008, she had a theft that was less than $500 and it was dismissed in court. Shortly after that, she filed for Chapter 13 bankruptcy reorganization, where she had $99,000 in assets, but $147,000 in liabilities. Their biggest asset was... Assets. Go ahead. Sorry. At least she had some assets. <laughs> she, she, she did. She, boy, did she have some assets. However, the bankruptcy case was dismissed because there was a failure to, to make the, the, the plan payments. Now, in 2010, um, she, she was indicted on a charge of theft of property, and the, the amount was between $1,520,000, and she received five years probation as well as 350 hours of community service and a $1,000 fine. That was the second time that she had received probation. But wait, there is more. Oh, boy. There is more. Three years later, she was indicted on a charge of forgery of a financial instrument. She ple pleaded guilty and received a sentence of two years confinement. But there's no record of her in the database for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. <laughs> Good controls. <laughs> yeah. She also received a two-year jail sentence in 2014 for theft of property between $1,500 and $20,000. And that's on the El Paso's website. <clears throat> She's what we call a serial embezzler. Yeah, we're not talking about lucky charms either. A bit of psychopathy? Psycho How do you pronounce it? A bit of something. Psychopathy? Man. It keeps going though. Are you gonna keep going? Oh yeah, we 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 are going to keep going. So property records also showed that she and her husband attempted to buy a home in 2017. A notary said that the warranty deed on the home uh, uh, was, I mean, it was there, but they didn't close on it because they realized that they hadn't paid. The notary waited waited for two days for the money, but they 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 never sent the money in. Uh, but then in 2019, a complaint was filed against her for fraudulently using someone else's ID. And then four days later, she was accused of check forgery. And then a grand jury indicted her uh, the next year on both of those complaints. So the ID theft and the, the uh, check forgery. Um, so apparently she wrote checks to herself and her husband and another person and they were based on the account of premier plaster and stone <clears throat> I... this is a long rap sheet yeah here's the fun one though remember the fun one the one at the bank so 
<laughs> oh, wait, let me go back to this one that we're on now. They're saying that she washed the checks and washing checks means that she took out the pay to the order of person and the amount and changed it. Um, so she washed some checks to the tune of about $7,000. Now, the scheme ended when she went to Security Service Federal Credit Union to cash another check and the institution called the owner of that account to verify the check and then he actually had already closed the account and then court records show that she left the branch without cashing the check but she left her driver's license behind you know what you just made me reminded me rob my little trick bag for next week is post-it correction tape Ooh, I also yeah. have a bottle of like whiteout and I bring my little toys with me. Um, so you just reminded me of that because I got some labeling and cover-up tape. I'm putting this in my bag right now. Now, Richard says PeopleSoft security is much better than QuickBooks. <laughs> no way. I certainly hope so. Benita said this is awkward. I kind of feel awkward today, Benita. <laughs> like, this is really, this really is awkward, though, because we've just gone through about, what, five different crimes? And so they described her, though, as being highly skilled. <laughs> what she does. Wait, the, the actual quote. What she does, she was highly skilled at doing. <laughs> what does she do? Anyway. <laughs> But wait, there's another one. In late 2019, someone notified the San Antonio Police Department that she had allegedly embezzled $21,000 from a client of her accounting business over the span of five months. She's quick. Mm -hmm. She is quick. It is kind of like, it is what she does. Like, this isn't the stories that we normally have that it's like the person that's worked there for 35 years and has all the trust and, you know, this is like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, yeah. But wait now, on this one, this one was pretty interesting, though. There was another one where someone hired her based on a client's recommendation, but she only lasted one day at this job because she never returned to work. You see, the first day of work, she had forgotten her driver's license, so she never filled out the paperwork so that this person could conduct the background check. Now, what I'm guessing is when she found out he was going to do a background check, she never came back after the first day. Yeah, she got nervous. She knew they'd find something. So did it say, did the fence company do a background check? Since that's kind of our whole. It did not say. Okay. Which means they probably didn't. But is what so we're you know, this reminds me of is um, our good friend, Susan Frew. Yeah, I was just yeah. thinking Cheryl Obermiller. So yeah. That's what but I like thinking, Susan too. said, it's not just a cheapo background check. You got to look for the judgments. And yep. so, yeah, yeah, this reminds me of Susan a lot. Like, she wouldn't have made it past Susan's sniff test. No, <laughs> especially not now. Whew. I just Good talked night. to Cheryl to see if she was going to join us at the fraud retreat, by the way. So, all to these, Cheryl? yeah, to Cheryl. 
because she was so entertaining at the fraud retreat last year. If you guys weren't there, Cheryl Obermiller, who wrote the book Fraud Points, she's been on Kelly's podcast. Uh, she has a fascinating embezzlement story. If you, I mean, they're all fascinating in their in their own ways. Uh, but I told her we want to hear come hear her stories again this year. And she does have a silver lining for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. Speaking of the fraud retreat, Joe, what is the fraud retreat? 16 CPE. Almost. So I just signed Dana Lawrence to come uh, do a, a talk as well. So she'll be doing her new um, ethics and governance for um, in the fintech world. So that'll be great. Uh, it is August 3rd and 4th in Denver, Colorado. It is, I'm going to say three quarters of the way sold out. So if you want to go, you better sign up here pretty quick. Oh boy. <laughs> so where can we go to sign up? Broadretreat.com. It's on Broadretreat.com. You heard it here first. Maybe not first, but you heard it here. <laughs> You've heard it. <laughs> you, you, somebody heard it. You, you know what they didn't hear, though? Apparently, the fence company didn't hear that the person they hired was a thief. <laughs> we are not going to invite her to the fraud retreat, regardless of the people who always comment. Do you teach us how to do fraud at this retreat? There's always one, I swear. Why is there not more due diligence done? I don't know, Mark. Are people really that obtuse? <laughs> That's a big word. <laughs> that reminds me. That of Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I just heard that was the number one movie in the 90s. Like, because oh. you guys know how Titanic's like re coming out this week. Titanic was number 20 of like most popular movies. And I would have thought it was higher, but number one was Shawshank Redemption. And I learned the word obtuse in that movie. <laughs> no, Shawshank <laughs> actually is fun fact Shawshank is one of my favorite movies. Um, oh, yeah. It's just a great movie. I used to watch it over and over and over again. I don't know why, but I just like it. Now, Betty has a question, Joe. Will the fraud retreat uh, be uh, virtual as well? No, we are keeping it in person only, just like last year. Um, too, too many options. I mean, too many um, opportunities for technical difficulties for me. So we are. we want it to be in person, real conversations, real people. So... It is sadly just in person again. I will think about it though. I've gotten a few requests. So in our world, I know that's important to people. So we will think about it. Yeah. So what are our lessons from today's story? I mean, like we always have segregation of duties. That's usually it always, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna get more? Do I, I probably am going to need to ask Brian for more of these stickers for this yeah. year because they're very popular. I know we do need more stickers, more swag. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's real interesting though with her. Um, she was caught three times and on three separate occasions, she was given probation. Um, doesn't that seem a little weird? Well, Kelly's talked about this a lot before, right? I mean, it's people are embarrassed. They don't want to go through. She's probably done it so many more times than that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is like she's been caught three times, but she's done it way more. 
and they're embarrassed and also like i mean obviously she hits up kind of construction if they're not on the job they're not making money mm -hmm. like they're just not and um you know what some people don't want to deal with cops hate to say it and the cops are going to say well this is a civil matter go get an attorney and it's like no they're like she's not going after really i'm going to say big companies that have retainer attorneys you know she's she's going after the little guys and it's not worth their trouble or they justify it or you know she's not taking a lot even though i mean it depends on your definition of a lot yeah serial embezzler hashtag <laughs> yeah oh now, yeah speaking of a uh, civil matter superior fence the subject of this story they sued uh her and her husband for fraud theft and other claims the company did obtain a temporary restraining order preventing the couple from spending or transferring any part of the allegedly stolen money later on a judge extended the temporary restraining order uh, and, and and yeah, extended it. And then now Superior Fence has taken legal steps to garnish their bank accounts at two institutions. Good. I mean, maybe this one was big enough that she won't get to do it again. Yeah, I just I just think that that's interesting. Her, her history. I mean, she was really a professional. <laughs> yeah. And how much time did she get? Do we, I miss that? I couldn't see where she's actually served time. And, and maybe I just missed it because there was a lot in here. But from what I saw, at least two or three occasions, she was given probation and a fine. One time it was a thousand dollars. The other time it was something else. Um, but there was one, yeah, she was sentenced to five years. There was one I thought that was like 32 days in prison or something. Wasn't there? I don't know. I think know. you're right. I yeah. Like Zudu. So she served 32 days in jail in late 2020 on the 2013 indictment. Yeah. I guess you just crazy. I need a timeline for this. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Wait a minute. Oh, wait. She also did serve a two-year sentence in 2014 for uh, theft of property. Sorry. Oh, no. It says, wait, it says she was sentenced to two years, but the sentence was suspended. Is that the same one? She's oh, wait. Placed... I think you're right. Oh, yeah. God. Anyway, she's gotten she's gotten off <laughs> quite a few times. Yeah. Not free. Now, Mark is saying judges are not inclined to give sentences for these crimes. Why Why not, Mark? I'm, I'm curious. Why not? She's got a kid. She's got a family. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Cost money to put them somewhere in prison or jail or whatever, right? I don't know. Space. Not a violent crime. Violent yeah. criminal. Probably lots of reasons. She can't um, do... Um, uh, yeah, I agree, Mark. I was going to say that she, you know, uh, they're going to say she can't pay restitution if she's not working. Mm, yeah, that's another uh -huh. one. Sometimes they'll say that she can't. I mean, I had a woman who stole two hundred fifty thousand dollars and she got zoo so she got like weekend jail for like a month or something, and she went and got another job, 
and um, you know, she needed to pay restitution. And so it's the judges are, and then yeah, it all went badly after that. Oh wait, so so they suspended her sentence because she got a second job so that she could work to pay off the restitution? No, but she got such a light sentence that they were like, you need to get back out and work. But uh, you know what? I've also seen courts where they've said you can go back out and work, but you can't have access to, you know, money, da da da. There's like, you know, but um someone like this would find any way to steal, whether it's money probably property. I'm not letting her, you know, come to my house. <laughs> hmm. Like she sounds pretty desperate. I wonder if that could have worked for Elizabeth Holmes. I mean, she... <laughs> you know, she's not in jail yet. She'll try to get a work release <laughs> or another baby release. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Oh boy. Wow. I like Mark's then... comment about uh, increase in fraud. Courts need to reassess how we handle it. And it's like, I feel like the pandemic, I mean, pandemic is clearly increased fraud as well. I feel like there's, yeah, there's definitely a need to reassess. Now, Mark is saying that Oh, oops. Oh, and then they never pay restitution. Spoiler yeah. alert, Dr. Albanese, he says larceny was the crime of the 20th century. The crime of the 21st century, fraud. Ah. Uh. Yeah. And, you know, he's a criminologist. He knows way more than me. But I tend to agree. Now, I think Antonio lives in San Antonio. And he says there was another case in San Antonio where someone allegedly stole $1.7 million from an architecture firm. She never answered the lawsuit and no charges have been filed. I saw that one, too. Was that the one I sent you? It was like one I, well, I found a bookkeeper yes. in Antonio that was $1.6 million or something. The DOJ. That was the law firm. That my, yeah, that was the law firm. I got a little confused. That's the when, one I, yeah. When lawyers get ripped off. <laughs> What's the word? Schadenfreude. <laughs> Mark, Mark, you got to pick a comment and don't hang me to dry out in there for that. There's when another one. Antonio bookkeeper sentenced stealing 16 million. Yeah. There's so many. Texas is money. I know. Texas has money. Speaking I'm of you're a bookkeeper, San Antonio is the place to be. <laughs> San Antonio, um, speaking of that, Rob and I will be visiting next week virtually. Oh, that is next week, isn't it? The I Heart Audit Conference. Yeah. <laughs> Our shirts, I Heart Audit. <laughs> It is, you know what? You know what? Let, let's hold on now. Let, let's see here. <laughs> I love marks. There, there we go. I heart audit. You can still but find I have it. A one. Me too. Yeah. Um, we can still Wait find a minute, it though. until February 28th. So if you want an all day CPE, lots of great options. I'll put the link in the chat. That is next week now, isn't it? Yes, it is March third or March second. I should probably get my presentation ready, shouldn't I? No, I'm just I'm just joking. <laughs> I am just joking, San Antonio, and whoever else decides to come to the iHeart Audit Conference. Mm -hmm. No affiliation with iHeart Radio. <laughs> I'm going to 
seaside Oregon and San Diego, and the weather does not look great in San Diego. And I have a Ooh. new pink suit and a new pink dress. Whoa. And the following week, ACFE Women's Summit. Why I'm on a panel. Yay. I really mm. wish I could on it with you. Dang school schedules. Um, I, I have job news for anybody who's looking for a job in the greater Philadelphia area. Vice President of Internal Audit and someone with enterprise risk management experience. So if you live in the greater Philadelphia area, have experience as a vice president of internal audit, reporting directly to an audit committee, and you have enterprise risk management experience, send me a message. I thought you were gonna make a joke about the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm serious for once. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Betty, it's the all iHeart Audit Conference is available virtually. It is only virtual. Is that right, Joe? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is an only virtual conference. So if you take a look at the link that Joe just dropped, sign up for it. Joe is doing the keynote speech. CC didn't say that. Joe is the keynote speaker. So. <laughs> I have a small track that I'm doing and uh, Joe is the keynote speaker. Uh, and no, wait, what are you doing this time, Joe? Rethinking internal audit. Oh yeah. The old, so look, you guys have got to hear that. Okay. That, that's a good one. Um, well, not that Joe has a bad one, but, <laughs> but, but you know what my favorite one is though. You know, my favorite one is seven deadly sins. I so. know. They've already but, uh, had, they've already seen that one, I think. See, I got to keep doing more when I get invited back places because I've heard my same old stuff. So it really not keeps- everyone has heard it. Huh? Not everyone has heard it. I know. And the more, the merrier. We buy it on demand on my website. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is very true. That is very, very true. Now, Mark said, so Robert, is anyone- <laughs> going to be there what do you mean robert's the, showing up in person he just doesn't know it's virtual <laughs> oh mark's giving me uh, title ideas for oh see yes I, that was in i did that one in december <laughs> see oh uh, okay i told you they've already had <laughs> my, my man, I, I just i just thought maybe they wanted an encore joe you Ooh. should Thinking being ethical. Yeah. That would be a good. So Joe's next course is going to be rethinking being ethical. No, I think it should be rethink. It should be rethink doing fraud. Like, don't do it. <laughs> How about rethinking being unethical? Yes. Rethinking being unethical. That's better. Ah, okay. Okay. Rethinking your ethics. Okay. That's good. That's good. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Mark, I have a calendar. It's just full. You know what? And like I see Mark must have missed this. I just flew in this morning from St. Louis. And then last week I was in Detroit. It's just I have no idea where I am from one week to the next, which reminds me, if you actually need a kick butt audit trainer, call me. <laughs> call me. Yeah. Right. We should stop talking about ourselves now. We really should at this point. All right, guys. 
Episode 96. Thanks for joining us. Segregation of duties again, but check the people facts, the car facts. Check something, man. <laughs> yeah. I got to go snubble, shovel more snow. Oh, man. I've done enough of that this week. So Benita's asking, did I see white stuff? I did not in St. Louis, but I did in Detroit. Well, we have it here. And the whole reason we have it here is because Kelly was too cheap to buy a snowblower. <laughs> As you're rethinking that, aren't you, Kel? <laughs> I really like to shovel snow. It's good exercise. All right, guys. So we'll see everyone next week. And in case you missed it, fraud retreat. See you next week. Do you want to have frank fraud discussions and training in a fun environment? And no, that's not a trick question. Joe Irvin, author of Becoming the Everyday Ethicist, is inviting you to the second annual fraud retreat. We have a variety of visionaries, including Paul Roberts from the FBI who worked on the Bernie Madoff case, Marta Kadavid, co-developer of the Fraud Explorer, Kelly Paxton, the pink-collar crime expert and many more of your favorites. Join us August 3rd and 4th in Denver, Colorado at The Cube, a unique space designed for you to live, learn, and create. For more information, visit www.fraudretreat.com.